What's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And just another day. It's Tuesday. I um, I've been at work all day, and I just got off of work. I'm on my way to go look for a few things to resell, and I'm gonna make a pretty, pretty decent run. See what I can come up with. There's been a lot of retail arbitrage items that I've been able to find recently, so. I'm just going to a couple stores like that and going to look for uh, some of the things that have been popping up in some of my local retail stores, which is good. So that's really what I'm going to do today. And other than that, it's been pretty quiet. haven't really had too much going on. Um, eBay sales have been slow just because I've run out of a lot of the items that I was doing really well with. So, um, you know, I've only had one sale today, which was kind of, kind of a bummer, but at the same time, it was a pretty good sale. It's actually kind of weird because I sold a USA champion, like champion the brand, uh, that they did a collab with NASA where there were these huge gold jackets that I found at Ross and they had like these USA flag patches on them and uh, like big NASA patches on them. They were really sick. They were something that I don't think I could have pulled off just because they were really flashy and like bright gold and and the other colors that I think that were made were bright silver, maybe like a blue. I would have liked the blue, but I only found gold when I was at Ross. And I ended up selling one of them to my cousin because he's super patriotic and he really wanted one of them. But the other one I kept, and I think I bought it for about 60 bucks. And then today, randomly, somebody from Canada offered me 142 for it. And it was really weird because I had it for about 170 and I usually get offers that are much lower than my asking price, but this one was pretty close. I mean, it was 27 bucks off, but I've had it since before Christmas. So it's been a few months and I, I was kind of looking to get rid of it already and just kind of keep my, uh, my cash flow moving. So I ended up selling that and I was pretty pumped about it. It was strange though, because out of all the things I would have expected to sell today, I definitely would not have expected to sell a USA NASA champion big puffer jacket to someone in Canada because one it's getting out of that time where it's no longer winter but I mean I guess it's still pretty cold up there since they're much farther north than I am but still I mean like it's just weird like I didn't expect anybody especially right now with how like the world economies have been and things like that like it's just it was just a bizarre sale for me so I was pretty pumped to make it though and I was really happy about it so that was one bright thing with reselling so far today. Um, I picked up a couple online arbitrage items, stuff that I found on websites that I could resell on eBay, but nothing too crazy. But uh, talking about different arbitrages that there are to be had, retail arbitrage is one of the biggest items that people, or biggest ways of looking for items to sell that a lot of resellers do. And the reason why they'll do a lot of retail arbitrage, which means that they're going into a retail store, they are looking for different items, and then they'll look up the UPC code, look up the barcode on eBay, look up the actual item's name on eBay and Amazon. And through doing that, they can find an arbitrage where they can sell the item for much more on a different platform. Because a lot of times you can't get something that is online or something that is in store you can't get it online and that's just because a lot of products end up being like a regional product um, or 
you know, there's uh, different variances where maybe one region it's super popular and so it's always sold out in that store. So somebody will go to eBay to buy a particular product like a hair dye or like a shampoo or something like that that they can't find at their own store. So that's one of the things I want to talk to you about, just trying to, to do retail arbitrage. Now, I do a lot of retail arbitrage, but mine isn't the way that a lot of people, a lot of Amazon sellers do retail arbitrage. So when I do retail arbitrage, I'm going typically into a Ross, a Marshalls, or a Burlington. I'm looking at the retail prices of new clothing, but it's usually clothing that isn't really supposed to be there, where it's super uh, hyped up clothing or it's clothing that they mispriced. And so, you know, they'll price an Under Armour jacket that retails at 500 bucks for $12.99 because they think it's just a regular Under Armour windbreaker. And so those are the kind of things that I look for. And that happens quite often where you can find things like that. So, but that's not just the only way to do retail arbitrage. That is more like a garage sale or a thrift store find where you're kind of looking for that diamond in the rough. But what I'm talking about is you're walking into a Walmart or a Target or a Best Buy or any of these retail stores and looking up an item that sells on Amazon or eBay and seeing that there is a much higher sell price on Amazon or eBay, buying the item, buying a bunch of the item and then selling it online. And there's a huge allure with that for a couple of reasons. One, you can't limit yourself to just one. When you're at a thrift store, you can only usually get one of the particular item that's a collectible or something like that because it's super rare and the person only donated one. And the same thing with Ross. I mean, sometimes you can find a couple pairs of shoes, but most often you'll find one to two pairs of really rare shoes of the same style and then that's all they have for that store and you have to hit multiple stores if you want to try and find multiple pairs and you're not even guaranteed to have them at that store where doing a Walmart or a Target or, or that kind of a retail arbitrage it's usually items that they have on their shelves and if you can get in on the item early enough you can make a good amount of money because they'll have 15 20 you know, a ton of stock and even more back stock in the back of the store so you can make a lot of money doing a retail arbitrage find that way. And it seems crazy to a lot of people because they don't realize how how common of a practice this is for people and how common it actually is to see items sell on Amazon much higher than they do uh, in store. But if you think about it, there's a lot of people who don't know what the actual price of items are. There's a lot of millennials who just don't either care about the price or just don't have the time to check it and actually go into the store. So they'll just look up whatever they like on Amazon and buy it there. And likewise, you have a lot of older people who can't get out to the stores, especially now with COVID, nobody's going anywhere. And it's a little bit different now because you're really, Amazon's been restricting a lot of people from sending a lot of things in. And there's been a whole lot of things with price gouging and Amazon's algorithm is just anytime something is sold way over like the actual retail price, they're just marking it as price gouging. So. Like you'll have somebody trying to sell a random calculator on Amazon and it, for whatever reason they're out of stock. And so if they are the only seller on that calculator, they can raise the price a good amount because that's how supply and demand works. If you're the only one selling an item and there's a lot of people that want it, you can raise the price. Well, right now Amazon's just kind of nixing all of that. And I think slowly they're working it back in, but there's just been a couple items that even I've tried to list that aren't really that important of an item. I mean, they're just 
stupid things you would have around your house that you don't use that often and they're getting marked as hey you can't sell at this price and my listing gets immediately taken down so that's just something that's been a little bit different right now and something that nobody really saw coming but nobody really saw covid coming either so um you know that's just something that uh that's just something that we'll have to keep tabs on but anyway in a real in a normal world when things were normal um you can go and get a ton of these items and you can make a lot of money selling a shampoo that you bought at target on amazon um you know you can buy it at target for eight bucks a bottle and a three pack on amazon goes for 40 bucks and i don't know why that would be i don't know what makes people buy shampoo much more pricey on amazon but that's just the way it is and it's like that with a lot of different items anything from various toys electronics different cosmetic items cosmetics do phenomenally on amazon and one of the reasons that that cosmetics do so well is because there's a lot less sellers so a lot of people on amazon when they start out aren't allowed to sell everything where on ebay and mercari you can sell whatever you want poshmark you can sell whatever you want as long as it's not something that they don't allow you to sell on their platform like something illegal or like something explosive like that kind of stuff you're not allowed to sell but on Amazon, you're restricted from selling a lot of stuff from the get because they want to make sure that you're a trusted seller and you're not delivering a bad customer experience. And ideally, this is probably the best way to do it. It's not fun for the seller. I personally don't like it because I'm gated in a ton of things. Gated means you can't sell there. There's a gate in front of you from selling. But uh, it's good for them because the people that are selling the items that are harder to deliver um, harder to deliver to the customer in a good way and a good fashion those people that are able to sell those items are trusted sellers so Amazon knows that if this guy's made 500 transactions in the last month typically that guy and all of them get positive reviews or nobody has any complaints or he has minimal returns typically that seller is a trustworthy person they're doing a pretty good job they're limiting returns which makes the seller and Amazon more money they're limiting customer um, you know, disappointment. So those are all things that Amazon wants and so you're rewarded for that by being able to sell bigger brands. Think like Crayola or Nintendo or um, different shampoo brands or anything. I keep going back to shampoo but it's just one of the weirdest things that I've seen where people can just sell packs of shampoo, a three pack on Amazon for way more than you would ever pay in store. Um, that's just something that I saw when I first started selling and it's always stuck out to me. It's just bizarre that you can actually do it and it makes you money. So that is that is one of the things that is, comes with Amazon. I'll have to do an Amazon episode just because there's really a whole lot that goes in with it that people don't know about. A lot of people don't even know that you as a person can sell on Amazon, but you can. There's just a whole lot of different things that you have to do to get <clears throat> verified to do it. And it's, it's not a pain. It's just, well, it's not a big deal. It's just kind of a pain. So, but back to retail arbitrage. So what you wanna do there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but the best way I would go about, I would go about um, doing retail arbitrage, would just be to go into your local retail stores. So you walk into a Target, and you walk back to the uh, toy section or something, and you see a bunch of toys in there, and you don't know what you're trying to sell. So what I would do is I would go and sign up for Amazon to be a seller, and from there you can download the Amazon seller app on your phone and the Amazon seller app is one of the most 
incredible things that I've ever used for a phone because the technology in it is is absolutely ridiculous. So at least to me it is. I don't know how hard it is to do what they've done, but I think it's pretty cool. So what their app does is it allows you to scan barcodes or physically put the item on the camera and it'll do this weird scan on the item where it can identify what the item is just based off of the shape and the pictures and the text on it, which is really, really cool and it's actually really accurate. But you'll actually scan the item and then it'll tell you on Amazon, here's what it's selling for. And then it'll also tell you, here's what a two pack is selling for. Here's what a four pack is selling for. Here's what this item with another item is selling for. So maybe if you were in the grocery aisle and you picked up a jar of Jif, it may say, here's what a jar of Jif paired with a jar of Smucker's jelly is selling for. Different items like that. And you can see what the actual sell price is and then click on it and it'll tell you what the actual profit you would make after shipping, after sending the item in, after putting your buy cost in, all that kind of stuff. What the fees would be and how much you'll actually net, which is pretty good. And so... Amazon, when it first started, you were making a lot of money with retail arbitrage. And the reason I keep going back to Amazon is that's where most of the retail arbitrage flips, like different things from Target and Walmart, that's where you'll get most of the, the most money. But you can still do them on eBay too. And it's the same thing. You go onto the eBay app, you click the little uh, picture button in the top where there's search, and then you can actually scan barcodes with that too. So it works both on eBay and Amazon. But um, from there, you can actually look up different items and stuff and kind of get a feel for what retail arbitrage items you're going to want to flip. Now, I do, like I said, a lot of retail arbitrage where it is uh, more Marshalls and Ross-based and things like that. So retail arbitrage from a Walmart or a Target or something like that isn't really my specialty, but it's kind of something I've really wanted to get into, and I've been doing pretty well recently just because there's a lot of things that I've been able to find that are um, you know reselling right now pretty well so that's something I'm looking to get into in the future just to be able to expand that part of my business I'm not too heavy on Amazon right now outside of about like 70 books or so so it's good to be able to expand for me and get that extra income from Amazon that I'm looking for so but anyway Going back to some more retail arbitrage stuff, um, you know, you can look in these stores, but then there's also, there's a bunch of things you can look at. So people don't know this, but there's a lot of discontinued items that do really well. So a company will make a product, think like a, like a, like a cologne or a, uh, a perfume. And then somebody gets really attached to that product. They love it. It's their cologne. It's their perfume, um, anything. And so they really like the product. They're they're thinking this is amazing. I don't know how anybody could go without this product. And then the company cancels it. Mostly, most of the time, because they're not making enough money. But maybe it got some bad publicity. Maybe it got, um, you know, it got somebody sick. You know, you never know what it could be. But they cancel the product. Well, the people who use that product and live and die by that product want it, and they will pay up significantly above retail to keep getting that product from whoever has it so there are some various uh, different perfumes that I've sold before uh, that are discontinued there are uh, I think one was like a gap perfume that was showing up at a bunch of different uh, stores like Ross and stuff that one was doing really really well you could buy it for like 10 bucks and sell it for about 
40 to 50 so and then amazon amazon was like 90 dollars a bottle it's ridiculous and so these kind of things that you're looking for in store those these discontinued items are another big item to target just because there's so many of them and you can go almost anywhere and get them you can go to your local grocery stores you can go to your local bigger box stores like a target a walmart you can go to your local hardware stores and look for different hardware products that are discontinued there's just really an endless amount of items that you can find and the problem is that there's so many items you would need to take several days to weeks just to go through a store and scan all of their items to find which ones are worth reselling. So that's kind of the problem with it. Now, there are some people on Instagram who specialize in just doing discontinued items. Um, the one girl that does really the best at it, her name is Thrift to Travel, and she is phenomenal at finding different items to resell on Amazon and eBay that are discontinued. And really all of her posts and stories are just discontinued item flips. So I encourage you to give her a follow because she does a really good job of getting you acclimated to that. And she's kind of somebody who I follow and keep up with just to see what items I should be picking up in store. So um, that's another way you could take retail arbitrage and kind of use it to your benefit. And then there's the way that I like retail arbitrage, which for me is the most fun. Um, you know, it is fun going into Walmart and finding, you know, 18 sets of a, a different toy and selling it on eBay for double the price and things like that. But what I really like to do most is go into Marshalls or Ross and look for items that they shouldn't have got or that you wouldn't expect to find there that are priced at regular retail prices but have a significantly higher uh, actual price MSRP on the pro on the product. So I'm talking about you know different things that you can walk in there and find like a, a coach jacket or a Under Armour you know I'm just naming things that I found but a really really nice Under Armour jacket that retails for 500 bucks. I found that for 13 bucks. Those kind of things, nice pairs of shoes, anything that you can imagine that would pop up at a Ross or Marshalls. Oftentimes they'll get. Uh, you know, a very, very nice high-end model of what that would be. So jackets and uh, pants and different shoes, things like that. And for me, I like it the most because it's like a treasure hunt. You don't know what you're going to find. I personally never know what I could end up finding in one of these stores. So I have a good idea of what I'm looking for just based off of some of the Instagram stuff that I follow. But it's still a treasure hunt because each one still can get a different product than any of the other ones and that's why I find it very interesting and you're still making money you can still source different cosmetic stuff from these different stores as well so for me I can find anything at Burlington from nice clothes to nice shoes to you know different cosmetic things like a, a lotion or something that you know is selling really high on eBay or Amazon and I can find it at those stores relatively cheap. So that's why I like doing that kind of retail arbitrage more than the other types. It's just more of a game for me and it makes it more interesting. The thing is you typically make more money doing the Amazon flips with Walmart and Target just because Amazon kind of rules the world with uh, online sales. So you know I think 50% of online sales were Amazon and that was in like December of 2019. 
I'm not really sure what they are right now, but they have to be extremely high just with the whole coronavirus and how it's affected selling. But, um, you know, it's been selling on there is just there's such a high markup for Amazon stuff that it's it's actually crazy to me how much money you can make if you get in with the right types of um, items and you can find yourself getting ungated in certain uh, different categories like cosmetics and things like that. So that's just kind of that's kind of my spiel on retail arbitrage. Again, I don't feel as comfortable talking about it from a Walmart Target uh, perspective just because I don't do a whole ton of it. I really only do different things that I find friends of mine, you know, picking up to resell those kind of stuff. I'll I'll kind of mimic them, but. I don't have a good sense of going into the store and actually finding the products myself and actually figuring out before anybody else what item's going to sell. I just don't have that yet. So I that's something I strive to do and I really want to get better at. It's just really not going to happen right now because there's so much, so much more money I can make doing other things, especially now. And I can't really get into a lot of Walmarts and Targets just because, um, or I can, it's just it's super crowded. It's super weird. Um, you know, it's just not really a good time to go out if you don't have to. So I've been trying to limit that a little bit, but also still make as much money as I can. And that's just kind of been a thing that has been good, but also different for me. So I think I'm going to let you guys go. I think I've kind of talked myself out and I'm going to let you get going back to whatever you were doing before this, but you guys have a good one. I will talk to you tomorrow and I will have some more stuff for you to hopefully learn and kind of take with you and make more money off of. So you guys have a good one. Peace.